There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Wait, so this is an official bonus show, right? It's the first ever bonus. bonus Rachel wanted I love a good bonus. <laughs> See, Rachel wanted to call it something else. Sorry she was like, maybe we bonus. should call it like a legends show. Well, actually, I cannot take all the credit for the idea. Well, I could, but I won't. Um, so this started, I think, with the seed of an idea from Bago, where he was just like, yo, like, we've got all these great, like, legendary people that we have interviews with. Iconic. Right? Why don't we create, like, like a sub-podcast? Like, like a yeah. Different thing, like another layer of our podcast. Right. And mm. I thought that was genius. So we have a treat for you guys. This is the first installment of Latino <laughs> Legends <laughs> Out Loud. Don't I've, you just love that name? That's great. Yeah. It's LLOL. Wow. I, I think it was so important because um, with this interview with Kiki, like she's been doing it for a hot minute. And I think sometimes we see what's going on right now. But someone like Kiki really paved the way for for us right now. So I think it was really important to uh, listen to this uh, episode and really enjoy it. Guys, I think we have a, uh, we might have an issue because oh. what if some guests feel that they're legends oh. and then they get mad that we don't put them in as one of the legends in the Legends episode? Mm. Oh. It so might be a rude awakening, I hate to tell we're you. We're going to need ground rules as to what, what we count as a legend. That's you know a good what I mean? point. That's Do they true. have to be a certain age? No, I don't think I don't think a legend has to be like older. You know, I think you could be legendary in your own right mm. as long as you're like making a a legendary mark on the world. So la, so our future guest la, uh Latino YouTuber um <laughs> Wait, that might be I mean, but then again. Hero, Latino YouTuber um Oye Oye como va uh, she's going to be here next week and she's a legend. 
I think <laughs> actually, in in actuality, like in order to become legendary, you do have to put in the work. Yeah. So I think the common denominator will be that these people featured will be of a different maybe age bracket than us. Mm-hmm. But like you know, I think that being legendary is making a cultural shift. Yes. For for the people, and I think everybody who we've encapsulated into this like sub podcast has done just that. And we hear Kiki and about Kiki, but Kiki Melendez has been doing it for Latinos for a very long time and Ooh. continues to do so. And we had the honor of having her in studio. Yo, guys, I have a legendary fake news that I want to talk about. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Wait, what? Now we can't use, we can, now we're just using the word legendary. Okay. Right? Yeah, oh. come on, man. Right. Shout, out to like, shout out to Yo, uh, I took a legendary uh, shit today. I took a legendary shit. <laughs> Translate well. Doesn't Yo, translate guys, well. I had a legendary sandwich from the vending machine downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> they got sandwiches. And now I have legendary diarrhea. Oh. Well, without further ado, I think we should just deliver the treat, you guys. Here it is. An right. interview with legend Kiki Melendez. Dope. We want to tell you guys about the Numi Somos app that gives people health-focused lifestyle content to help them live their best life. And here to tell us about the app is El Profeta de la Salud. Hola, mi gente. And I'd like to reintroduce myself with a little more energy. I am El Profeta de la Salud. Okay. Okay. So, El Profeta de la Salud. You have a web series on the Mi Somos app. Tell us what it is you do on the show. I predict people's health futuros with my crystal ball. Oh, you actually have a crystal ball. And it's huge. Where were you hiding that thing? That's a personal question. Okay, so if you want to see my health future, how would you do it? I can tell you. Or I can show you. <gasps> Is that me? But I look so out of shape. But I go to the gym all the time. Yes, but one day in the future, you end up hurting yourself at the gym. How? Having a barbell fall on me? Pulling my muscle on the treadmill. No, sleeping on a wet bathroom floor while trying to take a selfie. Classic bagel. And while recovering from your very serious selfie injury, you start developing bad eating habits, becoming lazy, and eventually getting so big that you have to get airlifted from your house to the hospital. It ends up on the news and everything. Airlifted, but I'm afraid of heights. From everything you just heard, that's your takeaway? It doesn't have to end up this way. You just need to be prepared for any health problems that come your way. And that's how the Misomos app can help. Mm, I'm definitely going to download this app right now. Hold on. I am seeing something else in the crystal ball. If it's about me again, I think we could just skip it. There's no When you download the Misomos app now, you can get free tickets to the Mi Salud and Mis Manos Festival. It's a concert sponsored by Misomos with performances by Jay Alvarez, Mozart La Para, Secreto, and more. Wow. Does it say where and when the concert is taking place? It says the concert is on Saturday, November 23rd, 5 p.m. at the Armory at 168th Street in New York City. Mm, there's a lot of information on that ball. Still going. When you download the Mi Somos app, you can get your ticket on the Nueva York Festival feature. Or you can also text Mi Musica to 555-888. Is that it? Or, or you can also visit a Somos doctor by going to SomosNYHealth.org to find your nearest physician and get the tickets from them. Okay, now I'm done. Oh, good, good, good. All right, well, thanks, El Profeta. Hey, um, before you go, can I ask you one last question? No, you can't touch my crystal ball. Oh, my God, he really can see the future. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show where we interview somebody amazing. <laughs> and when I tell you, you heard that little chuckle? 
That was amazing in of itself. She's amazing. She's here from Los Angeles. She is, I'm not going to go through her whole resume, but she's a producer. She's a comedian. She's a pioneer in our space. She's Dominican. She's Kiki Melendez. Come on. How's the party? Where's the party? Oh, my God. I can't. Uh, uh. <laughs> you know that that is a porn that's a porn song I'll tell you why I'll tell you why that's a porn tell song tell us okay first of all Kiki in the Philippines means vagina Kiki oh. in Spain means you know to whack off oh. and Kiki in West Hollywood means uh, an orgy <laughs> wow Mike, weren't you arrested in Spain for kicking in a public space? <laughs> that's true. That's okay. a, that's that, a porn, that is really a porn song, okay? Just so you know. Wow. That's kind of brilliant then. It sounds pornographic. I know. Like, I know. It's a fun name though. Like Kiki, you know, know. like someone you invite someone. Kiki's coming to the party? Oh, uh, shit. oh it's, it's lit. It's lit. Crazy. Oh, yeah. You well, know, Kiki man. makes you smile when yeah. you say it. It's one of the names that you have to smile. You have to smile. You have to smile. Oh, it's perfect. That's Except for my British, you know, my husband's British and his his father goes, Kiki. Where's Kiki? He goes, Kiki. He goes, Kiki. 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 Hello, Kiki. Wow, explain that dynamic. So British? Explain, yes. Like, what is that family dynamic? Oh, like? my God. British people are so cold. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know how he proposed to me, guys? He, like, literally, I was like, I'm like, no, I'm not ready to get married because I love my single life. I was so happy. Ew. I was so <laughs> A lot of Kiki. happy. With your Kiki. With me, Kiki. I had no, I, like, I was one of those women that wow. really was not looking to get married. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that, that, that laugh told it all. Yeah. Your, la- your laugh told it all. You're like, <laughs> no way. That was such honesty. I, uh, and, then he, and then he goes, come over here, come over here. And he brought me like near a mirror. And he goes, look at yourself. You want to have kids? I go, yeah. And he goes, I'm your last chance. <gasps> was this oh, his first wow. pickup line? Was his opening <laughs> pickup line? Like, oh, shit. That, okay. And then, you know, the ring he gave me. I mean, my ring, is, I don't have it on me today, but... Um, you know, because I'm in the streets of New York, but uh, smart, I, smart, the smart. ring also kind of convinced me you know, that I should uh, think about it. Wow. Yeah, but it it's, a, it's a very interesting dynamic. We have beautiful twins, you know, oh, twin daughters, yeah. and um, he's such a cheap bastard, you know, <laughs> and I am such a spender. I spend every penny I make before I make it. Like if I know the check is coming, I'm already at the store. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so like it's a great balance you know because now my kids are shoplifting you know because they can't afford it they don't want to oh it's amazing Wait, what accent do the kids have are they more like like a British, British or like a little more Latino <laughs> you... de lo mia. Tata, would you bring me some Bustelo uh, I want some bloody platinum <laughs> is that a mefongo give me some mefongo there <laughs> <laughs> Mike premiering his British accent. Uh, wow, Mike. I can't wow. even do it. I, I cannot. Know. Oh, my mother's okay. So my mother and him hated each other, you know? And my mother passed away. I love her. I was Rest so grateful to be able to have her with us until her death but it was hysterical they hate like they couldn't stand each other and I was the referee you know <laughs> so, so my mother is like why does he this, like, por que por que no le gusto yo por que I go mother you have been in this country for 30 years and you don't speak una papa de inglés okay <laughs> and she goes he talking about me he talking about me <laughs> 
so he true. been in the country for three years and he don't speak Spanish. <laughs> he wears a skirt and he's stealing our jobs. Oh my God. Yo, that's so true. I have six aunts and they all don't speak English. Yo. I know. Like, yo, what the hell? No, pa' qué? They understand everything, though. <laughs> they know everything you're saying when you're on the phone. Yeah. Like, they, you know, you ask them, oh, no, I don't understand. But then you get off the phone, they go, oh, so you're picking up so-and-so at the airport at 5 p.m. And then, da, da, da. and like, how the hell did you know that? I thought you didn't speak English. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Google my... Translate, okay. <laughs> that new phone you got me. <laughs> So you are now in Los Angeles, but you're originally from New York. Yeah. Shout out like exactly where? Kiki. Via Puerto Plata, Puerto Plata. Ay, Puerto Plata. Oh, nice. oh panda teleférico. Sí. Exacto. Oh, yo, tú sabes del teleférico. Yo, oh, no lo puedo oh, creer. Yo sé loca. Yo tengo tantas veces. I would, I've been on that fucking thing so many times. I wanted to throw up each time. I, I had no idea you were in Dominican Republic. My mother is Dominican. Oh, no wonder you're cool. She's from the capital. <laughs> but we have a lot of family in Santiago in a campo cool. con tamboril. Cool. And so we were on that fucking teleférico. <laughs> I was... Okay, now I'm not going to talk anymore because you're going to know how old I am. Uh, that's what this show this, is for. To come not, clean <laughs> and feel good. I'm not going to talk about a teleférico. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a teleférico story? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> not anymore. Not I anymore. got excited I'm about that. that. <laughs> this is Miss I Didn't Want to Get Married. I'm like, oh my God, did she have sex on the teleférico? <laughs> I would have fucking kissed your feet right now. Overlooking <laughs> <laughs> the montaña. That's the a- bloody water. We're fucking Jesucristo at the top. That's on Rachel's bucket list. Or fucket list, whatever you Shut want. up, Jamie. How did you know? How did you know? Oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. I like it. I like Wait, it. Wait, bring it back to L.A. Okay, so how'd you end up in L.A.? Oh, my. I don't even know. Like, I, I don't even know. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> All these palm trees. I don't know. Like I always had this. <laughs> I was I was so I, I had such I feel like I've had like ten lives, you know what I mean? Like I grew up, you know, here when I was young. My mother immigrated to, you know, the United States of America through Eastern Airlines, you know, legally. And um, and then she brought me here when I was like six. So I lived here from six to like 12. And then we moved to Miami. And then I went to college at FAU in Boca. And then after that, I applied to come to um, acting school. I got accepted to the American Academy and Lee Strasberg. Nice. Then I came back here. Toma. Then I came back here. And then I hung out with Joey Vega, who is like a great comic here in New York. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you should do comedy. And I go, because, you know, I would talk like just like we're doing now. And he goes, you are so freaking funny. You need yeah, to do man. comedy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, you know, so, and I, so I went to comedy school at Stand Up New York, you know? Yeah. And everyone's like, you have it, girl. You got to, you know, do it or whatever. But I was petrified of stand up. I was, yo me ponía tan nerviosa. I was a great diet because I couldn't eat for a week. Like, if I knew wow. I was, if I knew I was performing, I'm like, I can't eat. I can't eat. I'm going to throw up, you know? <laughs> the anticipation of performing. I'm like, and then, uh, so, you know, so, so I, I I really had to overcome that and and then I just said you know I was I was a, a leader here I did I was the president of the Hispanic Academy of Media Arts and Sciences okay. Hamas. <laughs> Oh my God! Hamas. Is that really what it spells out? I swear to God. And <laughs> everyone thought that we were like an, a terrorist organization. So uh, 
swear to God. Hi, it's the FBI here. We want to talk about Hamas. Yeah, what are you Latinos conspiring down there in the basement? Yes. We're sending a team. No, Andy Garcia, like, all these people would get, like, these award, you know, letters, like, we want to award you. And he's like, Hamas, I, I don't want to get an award from Hamas. You know what I mean? <laughs> And it would take, like, they would have to, like, we had to call them and say, no, please read the letter. It's not Hamas. It's Andy not. Garcia linked to the terrorist organization. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we gave an award to Raul Julia. I remember I put that one together, you know. Nice. And it was, it was, a, and, you know, I was like the president. Eh? Uh, I was in my 20s. I was like, I didn't even know what they, I remember when they asked me to be the C, what is it, the chairwoman? The chair, what is it? The chair? The chairwoman? The chairwoman mm-hmm. of the organization. And. And, and it was like I remember going home and, and with one of the members, and I go and I was like, "What does that mean? Like, what does that mean?" She goes, "You're the fucking president." I go, "What are you talking about? I don't know how to be a president of anything, you know." I don't. Know. So you, so you had relations with a board member? Is that how it works? Well, I did an, a commercial, right? I did like a, a Con Edison commercial, and and it was like, uh, I, and they had so much fun with me on the set, and and then they asked me to. Come volunteer and it was actually the Raul Julia event right you guys are gonna love this this was funny as hell so they said to me can you come and help us and get some celebrities to come and blah 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 I had no freaking clue what I was doing I'm walking down Central Park and I, and I see this guy star maps star maps no. <laughs> I no. bought it I swear to God I no. bought it I oh bought the God. star maps <laughs> And you have to explain what that is. I don't know if everybody knows what the star maps is because they do it in LA. They do it in New York, right? Yes. It's the like, star maps is like they tell you where all the stars live. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. So I fucking bought one for like $2. Can you take me to Jimmy Smith's apartment, please? Yes, and I. And then I did an invitation and then I sent it to everybody. Everybody in the, every fucking body got one. Wow. And all of a sudden the organization was getting bombarded with, you know, I'll be there, Anthony Quinn. No. Oh yeah. Like they were getting bombarded with, oh, I would Shit. love to be there for Raul Julia. And, you know, I, I, they would say, they send flowers and, and they're like, how the fuck did you do that? But I never told anyone. You're the first people oh, to know. My, this is an You're exclusive? Wow. This is an this exclusive. This is an, a Latinos are not exclusive. Did you guys just hear that? So you just gave everybody a hack. So anybody now can... Wow. Do they still sell Star Maps? <laughs> I know. Sure I just fucked do. it up. I, I just TMZ fucked it up it. for them. I just messed it, it up. And but they do it, it in LA too. Yeah. I think I bought one a long bought, time ago. Uh, yeah. yeah. But those are gated Credit. communities in New York. It'd just be like, yo, I'm going to go up to the apartment for... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go up to John Leguizamo's townhouse real quick. <laughs> Knock, knock. John, open up. <laughs> what a hack. They had, no, they had no idea that that's how I did it. They had no clue. So I never told them, right? So they're like, oh, my God. So they made me president. Who wouldn't make? I mean, come on. Like, what the fuck? I mean, of course, right? <laughs> what else are you going to do with a brilliance like me, you know? So continue on the journey. So you're not in L.A. yet. So right. So I'm there. still here. And then, you know, I started to become, like, more of a political sort of leader sort of person and nobody saw me like as an actor you know because mm-hmm. I was like you know um, I was doing shit like you know going to um, 
to Washington when when uh, Murdov was buying, you know, uh, Fox. The Fox mm-hmm. And I mean, I was really involved. So I'm like, nobody sees me like as an actor. And that's what I really want to do. So let me just get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. And I was also hard, f- tired of like, you know how it is when you do organizations, you work your ass off and everybody gets jealous and there's not nitpicking and all this stuff. So I said, you know what? It's time for me to go to L.A. And just I just had a feeling that I had to go there. And I remember, oh, my God, I was so happy when I got there. I had no money. Yo no tenía que caerme muerta. And I was just driving down Sunset and I felt like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. You know, I didn't care. I had like a little Flintstone mobile. My car had a little hole in the bottom. How many Dominicans did you know when you first got there? Great question. There is, there was no, I mean, I was at a salon. Uh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Dominican Republic. Dominican Republican? What part of Europe is that? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, off the coast of Spain. <laughs> oh my God. No Dominicans at all. And if you meet a Puerto Rican in LA, we're like, ay, te quiero, manito. We're like best friends. Like, you know, here you hate each other. Over there, we're like, oh my God, I need you. How did you um how did you quickly just get comfortable in being in, in LA? You know, it was funny because I thought I was gonna have a really bad you know, luck because I wasn't a blonde, you know. I was a size five, so that was good. I had an amazing body back then. I worked out twice a day before I went. And when I got to to L.A., I had a perfect figure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, but, you know, I was afraid because I was like, una, you know, Caribeña, you know, Afro, Afro-Dominican, whatever you call me. <laughs> <laughs> Mulata, you know. Mm. And I'm like, I'm never going to have luck here. Oh, my God. I was like this. It was so fast. I got there. I got on the radio. I became one of the first female morning show radio hosts in California, okay, mm. in English language radio, KRLA, uh, Groove 103.1. Then uh, Javier Saralegui from Galavision saw me, and he was like, go check out that girl. She's doing some live thing in some club, and I want to see what she looks like. So she, he sent his people, and they're like, oh, yeah, she could be on TV. And then I got Kiki Desi Hollywood, you know, and I created that all by myself. And and all of a sudden from Kiki Desi Hollywood, I had an NBC multi-million dollar deal. Nobody nice. knows that. And uh, and it was just, it happened like this, like this, like this, like this. And then, you know, but they say that it takes 20 years to become an overnight success mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Mm. And, and it really does. And so when it happens really fast like that, then you have to wait 20 years for it to happen again. Damn. <laughs> Which is, I'm, I'm up to my 19th year, so it should happen. Amazing. <laughs> Congrats. <That's> so close. <laughs> <laughs> when did hot tamales happen? Did it did that happen when you were in LA? No, no, no. That happened because when I had my NBC deal to be the next Oprah, I was supposed to be the Latina Oprah, mm-hmm. and it was huge, guys. I mean, it was huge. And um, so, uh, unfortunately, the production company that brought me, that got me the deal, ended up in a fight with NBC for other reasons that had nothing to do with me, like some parking space issue. Oh, <laughs> and something stupid, right? And. Then- <laughs> 
Damn. <laughs> Just give it to them. And then they were like, and so NBC was like, you want to stay with us? You want to go with them? And then I kind of felt bad. I was like, one, that was one of my like loyal things, you know, because I'm like, coño, how am I going to like go with them? And it was one of those stupid, you know, decisions that you do in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. It felt right at the it moment. It felt right at the moment. But, you know, if I could do it over. <laughs> totally. Been and there. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, so uh, so then this other company, Western International Syndication, uh, they used to do Showtime at the Apollo, you know, mm-hmm, all that. Mm-hmm. And so they came to me and they go, hey, we want to pick you up. I'm like, okay. And they go, come up with something, uh, you know. And I came up with, hey, why don't we do all-female, all-female comedy show? Yeah. And mm. and that's how Eva Longoria was just starting out, you know. So we were like, we were like, uh, ¿cómo se dice eso? Like, uh, like a team, you know. Mm-hmm. You never said, if you didn't see, whenever you saw Eva, you'd be like, where's Kiki? And whenever you saw me, it was like, where's Eva? Like, we were mm-hmm. like... How, what is it, Lauren Hardy or Laurel and Hardy's a good one? Yeah, like you know, we were like constantly Cheech together. And Chong. Yeah, Cheech yeah. and Chong. We were like <laughs> Abbott and Costello. Exactly. We were Little like back. we were like that. Joni and Mindy. Mork and Mindy. I was gonna say uh, Joni and Joni and Chachi. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, Shirley and Laverne. That's the Ooh, best one. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. Shemil. That's what we, we were Shemazzle. like super Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. That's good. So um, so anyway, so so that's where Hot Tamales came from. That's where it came from. And you know, um, you probably don't remember this, but back Ooh, I in can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. You did a show in New York, and this fellow right here, because of Lose Control, the comedy troupe, yeah. he was he actually performed a sketch. Oh, in oh, your man. show! In your show. Throwback! Oh, I, I was, yeah. Prepubescent. I was oh. prepubescent. Downtown, oh. near Astor Place. It was yes. a comedy. Yes, didn't we have a big drag out fight, you motherfucker? I remember. Oh. Oh not me. God. I wasn't oh, there. Like, assholes. Not me. No, no, no. I was just an audience. I was just. I was just like in there. For, like, <laughs> was he an asshole? I don't know if it was. No, I was young. I had like three lines. Okay. No. <laughs> no, 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 That's no, why no. you got in a fight because you only had three lines. Hear this? It was called lose control because like the lead guy lost control. He was an control. asshole. Oh my god. Yeah. You see, I have good memory. You do. I was traumatized by that. Kiki, what happened? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. It's one thing that happens in um, in New York, and I have to say this to you guys. Um, people here, for some reason, do not take criticism very well. Mm. <laughs> and it is one of the real... I mean, I had to... T- listen to this. One time, I'm going to tell you a really fast New York story. Tell us. Real fast, just so you know what I'm talking about. So um, when I was doing, you know, Hamas, uh, they had a convention big time. All the networks were there. All the networks. That's what I'm kind of doing with Omnicultural, actually, now that I think about it. And, uh, and so anyway, so... At the same time, I had auditioned for a John Leguizamo, you know, uh, sketch comedy troupe. Mm-hmm. But he apparently, you know, he had just blown up and he wasn't going to be able to do it anymore. So I end up auditioning. They end up picking me to be part of it. And then like, like everything in my life, without me wanting it, I end up leading the pack, mm-hmm. you know, putting the whole, you know, oh, you know. Can you do this? And, you know, and I go, hey, guys, listen, I'm I'm the president of Hamas. We're doing this huge convention. All the networks are going to be there. This is our ch- you know, chance to shine 
Okay, let's fucking give it all we have. Let's do, you know, a, a beautiful presentation. Let's blah, blah, blah. And I said, instead of stereotypical stuff, let's make fun of the stereotypes. Let's, and I started that whole thing, just like Leguzamo, mm -hmm. who he makes fun of the stereotype. He's mm -hmm. not the stereotype. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I go, let's do what, he, what Leguzamo taught us and let's really do it, blah, blah. We did these amazing, hilarious sketches, okay? We weren't even in a stage. It was like, on the freaking conference floor we did you know we did one sketch I remember that it was like Santera mm -hmm. it was like an 1-800-Santera <laughs> it was so yeah. funny and it was like you know Santero like trying to sell Santeria <laughs> shit over the you know over the 1-800-Santero yeah, we come to your house yeah we come to you know it was hilarious <laughs> and funny. though they were on the floor right so listen to this are you ready yeah. we're ready so I said, we killed it. We killed it. People were like clapping, laughing, rolling over. I mean, forget it. So I said, we fucking sold the show. I swear to God. The next day, PBS called. Fox called. Okay. Sony. Like I have five networks wanting to talk to us. Damn. And then one of them was so over the top, Fox. They said, we want to bring all of our, our, our executives to, you know, watch the presentation. And they rented a theater. Amazing. And it was just their executives and us. Guess what happened? What happened? Fight. Yeah, <laughs> infighting. Everybody started fighting. Uh, Everybody started, you're not changing my material. You're yeah. not changing my line. No. And I go, but this is what works. No, I'm not going to do it. It's over. You're not using my material. I'm not going to die. Una pelea de puta madre. Oh my God. <laughs> de puta it's, madre. It's that, it's that when it's puta madre, it's oh serious. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine they. And I said, are you going to ruin an opportunity? And it was like there was nothing I could do yeah. to save it. I was like, okay, we'll do it your way. No, I'm pissed now. You know, and I'm like, I, they dismantled. So it was like half of the troop went this way and half of the troop went that Ay, way. Dios and Dios. half of the, you know, we had to fucking, we had to try to write material. These people rented a theater. We got three days to learn new shit. Ay, wow. Mio. Before that, though, was, were, was everyone unified? And was it the pressure of, the, of all those people being there made everyone like? No, it was just that I, you know, I honestly believe that people get fear of success. That mm. I think Absolutely. it was like a huge Absolutely. fear of success. Yes. And, 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 you know, and and their ego gets in the way, you know. And I find that a lot of people here that write, they get really like married to their material. Mm. And you you know you cannot work in a professional environment because you know as a writer, all they do is cut your shit down. All they do is edit yeah. you, make you rewrite. I mean, listen, Jimmy Smith once told me that he I can't remember which show he was on. He goes. I quit because they kept changing the script. Every time I memorized the whole thing, they would change it again. Damn. And then they would change it again. And they would change it again. So as a writer, if you think that you're going to have control and that, you know, they can't change a word, you might as well get out of it right now. Because you will never have a career. And that's what I find with writers, especially Latino writers in, in New York. Yeah. They don't understand that it's not about an ego. It's not an ego thing. You know, you have to be able to go with the flow. You're not going to go to a network and tell them what to do. It's not going to happen. That sounded very familiar from the guy who led that troop that we were in. 
That's kind of like yes. how. That's what happened because I remember. That's why I remember the story because he did wow. it to me. I mean, here I am. I'm a producer. Oh God, I do, he, you know, yeah, yeah I, I'm a producer. Yeah. I come from Hollywood. I'm doing a big show. I have network executives in the room. I was about to get a lifetime deal with Hot Tamales when we did that show, so we were we were blowing up. Mike was in the troupe too, but he he broke out. He left, and then I left shortly after. Yeah, yeah and then and then the guy starts, you know, getting all upset because I had told him, no, let's change this, this. He goes, ah. And it was like, listen, listen, I'm not changing shit. <laughs> that was my my impression. Of him. Uh, but you take your hot tamales and get out of here. I'm not changing nothing. But we're talking a lot. We're talking about a lot, you know a lot of mistakes people make along the way of trying, you know, in the entertainment field. Any other specific mistakes that you feel like you may have made on your path to, you know, on your have yes. to start them yes. like you maybe some lessons that yes. you can kind of I do leave well you know I always have a joke I go I'm a writer producer director uh, you know uh, uh, this that comedian and no tengo un paso en que caerme muerta I don't have a pot to shit in but uh, and I think that one of the things you know uh, that I did wrong was I concentrated on too many too many talents that I have. I have too many talents, and I wish I would have picked one <laughs> and focused on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so, and then also when I first got to LA, you know, everything happened for me like so fast, and I was getting. I did not create a team I did not get representation because I was getting fucking TV shows and I was getting all this on my own and then I'm like what do I need to give 20% away for and it's not that I'm a greedy person it's just that I didn't even have time to like really look for a team or representation or someone to to speak for me so when I had problems with the network instead of somebody speaking on my behalf I'm the one arguing with the network I'm the one to sabe, mm. like doing all that's tough and you I needed a shield I needed somebody to shield Definitely. me protect me and make it look like I'm not the bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> good you know? cop Bad cop. Exactly. I didn't have reason why that works. Exactly. I that was another that was a mistake that I made. You know, another one. And um, and then the other one was like, for example, um, it was funny because um, with stand up, I, I like I said, I'm really scared of it because it's so you know so nerve wracking, and so um, these women go out and they perform every night. You know, every night they're out there doing it. And I'm the type of comic, I go up on stage every two years, every, you know. Mm-hmm. And and um, and so the other day I was in town and um, Vicky Barberlock, the winner of America's Got Talent, she finds out I'm in L.A., I mean here in New York. And she goes, Kiki, what the hell are you doing on Sunday? Can you come and open for me? And I haven't been on stage for two years. Oh, wow. oh my God. And I'm like, uh, uh, you know, because she goes, come on, man. It'll be fun and blah, 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 da, da, da. And I was like, fuck. And I'm like, Gotham, New York. And in my heart, I wanted to get back into stand-up, you know? And and I said, I'm going to do it. So me quedé a whole day in my hotel room, writing material, looking at my old, you know, tapes, putting it a real good set together, trying to memorize it, like, literally all day long. Mm. I worked on, my, on, on what to do, right? And I was so panicked and I, <laughs> I was panicking because I and I wa- and I got on stage and her audience is, you know, because her whole thing is about being white trash and being a white, you know, white woman. And and 
so everybody seemed like they were tourists, like white people mm-hmm. that come, you know, that come to uh, to New York, you know, to visit. So it wasn't even my audience. I mean, you know, it wasn't even like an audience. Twice as hard. It's twice as hard. Oh my god! And I killed, and she sent another comedian after me because she said, "I don't even know if I could follow you." Mm. I killed, and then I said to myself, "My God, you know." I have a, you know, I should have been doing this more. I should have taken it seriously, uh, and and become, you know, that person that goes to the, to all, you know, that travels, that mm-hmm. does, and this and that, because it would have probably changed the my the history of of my career. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, technically, I could have been the number one female comic, you know, Latina comic, because I have been around that long. You know, mm-hmm. you act like it's not too late, like. It's not too late for you to do that. You realize that, right? Well, you know, no, that's what I'm saying, that um, that I'm proud that I got, you know, that I didn't let go of that opportunity. You know, she said, come and open for me. I mean, you're opening for a girl. That is a star, technically. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. she won America's Got Time. You should have seen. You should have seen the audience. Like the audience love her, mm-hmm. and now her audience loves me yeah. because they loved, you know, the whole combination. To sabe, and so, so I was proud of myself that I didn't let my fear of oh, I haven't done it in two years. And then it was funny because I was I was dying to tell her when I got there, and I go, no, you're not like you know, you're not like you know, I don't want to freak her out. I don't want to. I was dying to tell her. All right. Well, you're a pioneer, Kiki, and you're taking all of this experience and knowledge and you're pioneering something so unique for Latinos in this industry. Please tell everybody about Omnicultura TV Fest. Yeah, that's I'm very proud of it. So it's it's not Latinos. It's for everybody. Mm. Omni is omnipotente. Uh-huh. Omni mm. means everybody. And, and it's a beautiful thing because whenever you put everyone together, that's why Hot Mice was always blessed. Every show we did was a sellout. Every show we did was huge. Every sh- It was critically acclaimed. And I always said the reason is because there was a woman from every back, you know, for every race was represented. And when we do that, it's really amazing how people feel when they're all together in mm. one place. So anyway, I'm doing the same with Omni. I realize that there's a whole bunch of film festivals, but no one, no one is doing really television festival. And almost everyone, you know, has a television idea. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. everyone has a television idea. I mean, who do you meet that go, ah, oh, you have an idea? Get me papa. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> it's like about my life. Everybody, everybody. (laughs) Exactly. And so I'm like, nobody is catering to that. And then uh, the National Association of Television Program Executives have been amazing. And they told me, Kiki, we want to help the emerging producers. So what can you come up with? Like, we kind of, you know, and I said, this is what I want to do. And so they backed me up. Nash, uh, the New York Women in Film, Cynthia Lopez, amazing. Yeah. Um, she also backed me up. And uh, New York Women in Film and Women in Film in L.A. And everybody's, you know, got on the bandwagon and uh, supported me tremendously. And we launched it May 1st at the Egyptian Theater. We had 73 selections in one day in every category of, of television. Nice. We had people coming from France, Italy, 
you know, all over the world. I mean, it was so funny to see people with their like little wheelies walking into the Egyptian theater. You know, they came straight from the plane, you know, (laughs) to the festival. And I'm like, oh my God. And it was, it was 2,000 people. And we had filmmakers like Sherry Belafonte, who, who has a a, a show idea called Chicks on, in the, on the links or something with Martin Sheen. We had people like, uh, um, como se dice, Sherry Shepard, who has a, a TV show with Doug Williams, a comedy show, uh, st- running the streets, and you know, so we and we had the guy that created the Smurfs, who created a space, you know, command, you know, project. So we had wow. really high end people. Rachel was impressed this, by the Smurfs. I was yeah. so. <laughs> you caught her wow, attention now. Smurfs. Did you talk to him? Did you say like, "Hey, having a Smurfing day"? Like, did you talk to him? Well, first of all, I you know <laughs> you know that the girls, my daughters, laugh at me because I went to see the Smurfs hit New York. <laughs> and, and with them, they were like six years old. The Smurfs on Ice, because yeah. I remember that. No, too. I did the one, oh, okay. the Smurfs. Ooh, New York. Smurfs on Ice. Smurfs on Ice. That's on no, yeah. I and I was crying como una pendeja, and my and my girls still laugh. And they go, "Mommy laughs at the, I mean, cries with, at the Smurfs." You know, it's the best show. It's the best. <laughs> Bubble Smurf. Like I know so many. Okay, it's not about me. <laughs> So that is amazing. So so you're holding this this event. Yeah, every year now uh, we sold seven projects this year. Oh, nice! Wow. Yeah, nice. we sold um, a lot of stuff. Um, I'm very happy now because all the networks are calling me. Hey, Kiki, you know any in reality? You know, um, I had huge production companies that asked me to do to add a script competition, which I wasn't going to do, but they're like, we will pay for it. We want you to add it. So they want to be there and taking pitches, you know, scripts, competition. So we have script competition. The selections will go and pitch directly to the selected networks and studios. Dope. Dope. That's going to be a two hour. And then we have panels where um, I invited the top. I brought you guys uh, some some literature there. But we invited the top writer in television to teach you about writing for television. Um, we had directing for television, you know, uh, pitching, and we had network executives telling you how to pitch That's your amazing. show. It was amazing. The people, the people, I was like, it was one of the biggest, the, the, it, it surpassed my expectation. Like, I don't even know how I did this thing. <laughs> I mean, I did it with the help of so many great people like Cindy Cow and Julia Carias Linares here in New York, mm-hmm. Maylene Macias Toro here in New York, Lino Garcia, like a whole bunch of executives helped me. And but I was like, I never thought it was going to be so huge. And now my festival director, Elbia Barboa, she was supposed to be here with me today, but she had an accident on the way to the airport. So mm. thankfully she's okay. She's at oh, UCLA, no. but praying that, yeah, she's fine. But she said the car was totaled. Oh my God. Her friend was taking her to the airport. Yeah. So um, Elbia Barboa used to run Padres Contar Cancer. You know, you remember Eva, you know, and her worked on that many, many years. And so she's my festival director. And our focus now is to launch Omnicultural TV. We will support you. At, we've been following you. I've personally been following your career for a long time. And we just are so happy that you came here and dropped some gems. You're really <laughs> inspiring, Kiki. Aww. Please, one time for Kiki Melendez. Kiki
guys, it's the Fuji Lab Fresheners Kelo segment. Make sure you go to FujiLabFresheners.com and use code LOL10 for a discount. You know they got the flavor to hang in your rearview mirror. Or, you know, like in Bago's case, buy your sneakers. You know, you could put them anywhere that has a foul odor. So now... <laughs> got him. Time for Keloke, Kiki Melendez, Keloke. <laughs> it's Kiki Melendez. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Kiki Melendez. And make sure to check out Omnicultural TV Fest, omnicultureltvfest.com, and become a star by joining us and submitting your work of art, going to Hollywood, and one day meeting all the biggest, biggest studios and networks and pitching your shows. So go to Omnicultural TV Fest. Because everybody has a story. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kiki Melendez. That was a great interview. That was legendary. Uh, And this was a treat, but we have a new episode coming up on Thursday. So stay tuned. And uh, Rachel, do the the thing you do. What thing, Mike? The we out thingy. Oh, that? A bonus? A bonus we out? A bonus we out? We got that too? Wow. All right. Fine. Early Christmas. On that note, it's a bonus we out. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.